second time I hit press. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time adventurer. That's Mark, the resident shut-eye. Hello there. Today, we're going under the sea, and we're going to talk about a, a movie that I think both of us were so excited to go see that one of us bought tickets and completely forgot about having them, <laughs> uh, and the other one bought tickets <clears throat> 10 minutes before going to see it. And surprise, surprise, both of us still got in pretty easily. Um, that movie is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The Lost Kingdom, because it was lost and they didn't know about it, but then they knew about it and some people knew about it. Um, it's shenanigans, right? It's the DCEU. This is the final movie in the DCEU. We had an episode uh maybe 10 episodes back about RIP DCEU, but no, now is the official time for uh, for us to say that to rest in peace because it is no more. And are you sad about that? Or are you happy? I mean, I wasn't sad about it. And then I saw this movie and I'm a little sad about it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I hate not seeing things to the final end completion, or at least, you know, not to the original vision, which I know Snyder's original vision was shit on. It was too dark, too serious. And then it went to the complete opposite. And we, we just couldn't find a good middle ground. But uh, I am a little bit bummed. or I'm really bummed about Affleck as Batman and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Those are my two. Those are the ones that I'm pretty upset about that. I'm just like, ah, I wish we could have had more. But Flash, Aquaman, uh, as good as they were and as different of a take as Aquaman was. I am more bummed about Wonder Woman and Batman. See, I I disagree. I think that well, I, I, I don't mind Batflack at all. Um, didn't love I him thought initially he was the best casting. One. I mean, he was good, but. I thought that them not letting him own his own movie and go forward, that was the beginning of the end there. Oh, and yeah. I think that we're we're resting on the first Wonder Woman and giving a pass to everything she's done since then. Like, the first one was great. She was good in Justice League. The next one was a no for me. Like... It was you know. not nearly as good. It, Agreed. it was it no, it was Home Alone three. Is just a I no. still I still like her as Wonder Woman though. You can still like the character and the movie be shit. I mean, look at X Men: The Last Stand. I like that movie because that was the best version of Wolverine to that point. But that movie sucked. But yeah. that was the best Wolverine from what we saw. You know, so that's that's kind of th my thought on it. I think that's a little different because Hugh didn't get like say over that movie. He wasn't the pariah of the film where, you know, uh, Gal and Patty were like, that was them and that was their whole thing. And it just did not. I mean, that that movie might be the reason that she's not making a Star Wars movie at this point. Right. Be. Because it was like, oh, this is we thought this was going to be good and not so much, not so much. Well, speaking of uh, the movie that we're reviewing 
today. So Aquaman. So give me a little bit about your Aquaman origin and 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 what did you think about the first one? I loved Momoa in Justice League. I was not a fan of the movie, other than other than you know bringing in bringing in my guy Tamora Morrison. Um, was uh, like why is Nicole Kidman his mom? What? What is this casting? Why? Why did they put? What is going on? Like so much questions about casting, so much questions about so much. Not a fan. Like tolerable, not a rewatch. Literally didn't even rewatch it to go see this movie because no, not really. What about you? I didn't mind Aquaman, but keep in mind too, like I had already self-programmed myself to just be like disconnect common sense and go see the movie. And so that's what I thought is like, you know what? It was just a good ride and it was entertaining, a lot of flaws in it, but I'm willing to look past it just because I like comic book movies and I want more of them to be made. And whether I like the character or not, I just want more of them. So I'm going to support them. So that's kind of where I was at with it. And uh, I, I did like the, you know, the the camaraderie uh, that, Momoa had with uh, Boba Fett and uh, you know it was just like you know the father-son dynamic that it wasn't the typical father-son dynamic and uh, it was just a good time I I think that was for me was a big a big difference compared to some of the other movies you know I I just wanted to have fun so I had fun okay can I do it all day I don't think I've seen it since but uh, yeah I it, it was I would say that, like, I'll give it the pass of, like, you know what? If, if you want to watch it, it's it's a good time if you're willing to unplug. That was my approach going into this movie. I was like, well, we have a podcast about movies. We're probably going to need to shit on this one. So I should go <laughs> see it. When's a convenient time that doesn't interfere with my holiday? Yeah. And so when did you go see it? I saw it on the 22nd on a Friday night. Mm. The theater oh, so opening weekend in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're technically doing this podcast the week after opening weekend. So I didn't, you know, that was, that was the goal. So I went to see it. There were, there were people in the theater, like a fair amount. Um, I would dare say it was over a third of the way full, which <laughs> I think it's the first time I've gone to a movie in a while and it be that full i was kind of surprised mine was pretty full too i i just saw it today and uh it was not a lot of crowd reaction uh the biggest no. crowd reaction was my son my youngest and he was yawning like so loud in the middle of it it was just like oh and which made me laugh my wife laugh and a few other people, a couple of rows behind us laugh. So uh, if that gives you any, any inkling as to what my youngest thought about the movie, it was still a fun, a fun little chuckle that uh, I thought it added to the ambiance. So, so good for him, little comedian. Uh, but yeah, my expectations were uh, just go in, have a good time. It could be fun because some of the trailers made it look fun, like a buddy cop movie because it's uh, Aquaman and Orn getting back, together and you know doing some some good old-fashioned bad guy busting you know so that's what i was like looking forward to is that 
you know what? Maybe I did watch a lethal weapon on Christmas Eve. Maybe I'll get lethal aquatic weapon a couple days later. So, I mean, I think they stole that trope amongst many other ones. We'll talk about movie. that, right? Yeah. Many other ones. Oh, so uh, having seen it most recently, how would you describe the plot? Reluctant King struggles to do King shit. And then a human does a typical human thing and wants to get more power and more control and destroy the environment with a political undertone and agenda that's out there. Um, And that's all that I can really make sense of that plot is that there's a reluctant king, (coughs) Thor, and a human that just wants to fuck shit up the real life. That's that's all that I can remember. I cannot remember anything else about that plot. Can you? I would call it Lord of the Rings with fish. Person finds object that immediately makes evil villain take over their brain and speak to them. That's right. Good God. Anybody that else who picks up the object then becomes, sees things that this all-powerful being is projecting to them this person is in a tower surrounded by dead people yeah i completely forgot about that whole thing so you can tell how much that i checked out and tried not to pay attention to the plot because i thought it was very disjointed i thought i i had a very hard time piecing things together but i'm having a fun time while watching it because there's plenty of humor slid into there and you know, I, I liked there's a few performances that I'll talk about a little bit later on that I enjoyed. But did you feel that way about the plot at all? Or were you just like, nope, this is Lord of the Rings? Well, I think that there were a lot of different plot tropes in it, right? It was a buddy cop movie, but it stole a lot of bit from Lord of the Rings. Um, it, it just it, there were elements from many films that I spotted during our viewing There were a few great jokes and references to movies outside of the genre, right? I think there was a, there was a Loki in there. There was an Azkaban reference. Like, yeah, I think that this movie is like the Thor Ragnarok of the DCEU. And the title of this movie should be Jason Momoa as Aquaman. What are you going to do? Fire me? (laughs) Because that's he just did what he wanted. He basically made a movie in his own clothes, riding his own motorcycle, hanging out in Hawaii, like just doing what he wants, drinking, drinking beers. Yeah. Plenty of Guinness, which my Dude. wife was like such a fan of. And when he said Slancha, which is cheers, um, she was like, oh, my God, that was so cool. I was like, was it? Or was it just the fact that this movie sucks so bad that we're going to cling to certain things? Um, which, hey, that's fine. I, I thought it was kind of cool that he said it as well. But yeah, nothing but Guinness. And hence, that's why I'm wearing my my drinking hat right now with a little um, bottle opener on there as well. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's a loaded movie. But I don't mean that in the the good way. Right. And I don't mean it in the bad way either. It's just a lot. And there are so many things that this movie was trying to do and trying to be. And 
I think there was a lot of reshoots as well and a lot of alternate stuff uh, because of Amber Heard. So she had a, a drastically cut role. But I was surprised that she was in this movie as much as she was. What about you? Uh, I think she was in the movie a perfect amount and her number of lines were perfect, too. I don't think I heard her talk much in the entire movie. And I was totally OK with that because her character was not central to the plot at all. And that's fine. She doesn't need yeah. to be. She had just she should have been shooting the same amount of days as Nicole Kidman. I would say Nicole Kidman's character was more impactful in the movie. And I don't understand why, because I thought she like quit or retired or something. I don't know. And Dolph was in it a ton, too. I was like, why is Dolph even in this movie? I don't even know what's happening. I was happy to see him in it. And I was happy to see Nicole Kidman in it as well. Uh, that is my my Nicole Kidman crush and my Dolph Lundgren adulation or adoration. Is adulation a word? Probably not. Uh, adoration. Um, that guy can do no wrong. But I was super psyched to see him in the first one. And since I don't remember much from the first one, I thought he died. I thought Nicole Kidman died. So when I saw them again, it's like, huh, they didn't die. So mm -hmm. nice little treat for me. Wasn't um, uh, what's his name? Wasn't Harry Osborne in this movie? In the first one? Who's Harry Norman Osborne? Osborne? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. He died. He died. Okay, so he's the one that died. I was yeah, trying Willem to figure Defoe that out. Died. And I'm just like, well, where's where's Willem Dafoe? He at least looks like a fish. Like, bring he him back. He should have. Yeah, they should have at least had a cameo or like uh, a callback to that because they talked about him. It's like, he was your mentor. I know you're sad that he's gone. And I was like, oh, they're talking about Willem Dafoe. I don't remember shit from the movie, but I did like him in the movie. But yeah, he definitely died. So uh, I was hoping that they would have done like a little flashback to him just so that way there was clarity, because I bet you that I'm not the only one in the theater that was like, who are they talking about? One thing, there is one thing about this movie that I didn't even give a shit about going into it. So I think that whether it was good or bad, it didn't bother me this time because the first movie set so low of a bar and that was the CGI. I know that's a big thing for you. And I was just like, I mean, this looks okay. I didn't mm. come here expecting it to be planet Earth. I know it's going to be bad and I'm just accepting that. And moving forward. Interesting. So the CGI, I had a I've been on like a rant about CGI recently because we've watched a bunch of movies with some bad CGI. Now, the one that was most recent that I can remember was The Flash. And I think this one might be worse than The Flash um, by a lot. And. I I understand it takes a lot of hours and a lot of effort to make something that is completely fabricated and fictional to make it look real. I understand that. But I feel like the first movie, they did such a good job and it was so, so much better than this movie that I was like, wow, what the hell happened? Did they literally just give up? And, and Juan was like, James Wan, the director, was just like, yeah, let's just save a little bit and then we'll just uh, we'll throw it in the Guinness fund for Momoa, you know, like because I feel like there's a lot that could have been done and it, it just wasn't there. It didn't look as clean. It looked like a video game. A lot of the movie. I think video games are pretty great right now, to be honest, but I, I, I for a video game for a video I, game. 
dude, I don't, I, I, I guess I just don't care. I was on that brand new AMC laser projector and I thought it looked great. I so, thought it looked awesome. It, it didn't look, it, it wasn't like a, uh, X-Men origins, Wolverine claw bad, right? Those looked awful, but there were parts of it that like Momoa, excuse me, Momoa looked like he was a fucking WWE wrestling action figure because of the suit the way that they did his suit his head was so much smaller than his body yeah. in a few of the scenes i was like the suit the in general was a no for me dog like no i didn't need it like he needed yeah everybody else's fit was sleek and his was just like bulky and i didn't understand that like it looked like he had shoulder pads, like the eighties. Well, he was blazer. He was wearing a padded suit. I don't know if you've seen like a social media posts where he was putting on his little his, the blue suit that he wore, like his stealth suit. Mm -hmm. He was talking about like, yeah, I don't need to lift weights for these. Uh, and, and he was like calling out uh, Hemsworth. And then Hemsworth did a social media post of like doing bicep curls, and his fucking arm looks jacked and ripped and shit. And he's like, yeah, I prefer my skin suit over the padded suit. And, and it was just so cool to see Hemsworth do that because that's kind of like the comparison Momoa and Hemsworth. Like, who's the who's the more jacked dude? And uh, definitely Hemsworth. And uh, it was, I don't know, part of if the CGI and the things that I'm complaining about was CGI or if it was the padded suit. Because, like I said, his suit looked gigantic compared yeah. to his head. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just the padded suit that made him look so big and unrealistic because it was a padded suit. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like there's a few other things that did not need to be shortcuts to save on budget that could have just made you know a world of difference as to how the movie looked. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I also think that some of the plot points were were just kind of all over the place with it. it it's like this felt like a failed Captain Planet script. You remember Captain Planet? Of course. The TV show. This this felt like a Captain Planet script. Like we need to save the Earth from these evil people who are burning this random thing that pollutes everything. Everybody get their little rings out. It was very quick uh, for the plot and the um, the environmental tone, right? And, and I, I just don't. That's where I was like, "Yep, uh, they're trying to do something serious here." And, and so there, here's real world, well, real world I, I problems mean, with global warming. And I'm just like, "Eh." They eh. were also pulling a little Black Panther, right? They're trying to pull a little Black Panther. We should bring our advanced, uh, our advanced technology to the rest of the world and we can solve all these problems look we have a radioactive element that obviously only we know about under the sea da, 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 da. it's never washed up on any island that's come out from under the sea da, 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 which da. are you doing the the price is right theme no, along with no i'm that? doing the under the sea thing but i gotta fuck it up so disney doesn't sue us the one thing that you you brought up black panther i have a black panther wakanda forever comparison and as bad of the as what I thought of the CGI in this movie, the under the water scenes were still better 
than Wakanda Forever. So even yeah. though it was bad, I still like the fact that like, oh my god, it's it's well lit. There's neon colors. It's very bright compared to this wonderful, you know, uh, was it called Atlantis? It wasn't called Atlantis and in uh, Wakanda forever. I can't remember whatever the underwater area mm-hmm. was, you know, yeah. Namor's little, uh, his, his domicile. Um, it just didn't look good. And everyone's like, Oh my God, it's beautiful. Like, oh, it's fucking pitch black. You can't see shit. Like, there's no way that someone would be like, Oh my God, it's beautiful down here. Like, no, you can't see anything. You're a fucking liar. Shuri. And yet here you are an Aquaman, the far, far inferior movie and character compared to, uh, Namor and and Black Panther, it's just like wow they fucked up with that. But they Aquaman did the the magical, fantastical, almost Disney type of thing where like everything looks awesome. So mm-hmm. that's what I thought for for that. And you know the CGI, I'm not going to complain about that for the underwater stuff. But I will complain about you know the the suits and kind of like the the action video game type stuff that you can clearly see that that was a CGI character climbing up a wall and, and kicking some bad guys. I don't know. That's just my complaint. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, 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 again, it didn't bother me, but I'm not, I, I apparently am not enough of a connoisseur to care. Maybe I just grew up on eighties movies with absolutely terrible effects. So now like, this is good to me because like, I, I, you know what? There was a scene in this movie at early in the film where they're breaking up the ice and the tentacles all come out and stuff. And I'm like, if the thing was like this, it would be amazing. Right. So that's what I'm reflecting on all these movies I saw as a kid that now it's just like, oh, this is great. You know? Okay. So again, it, it's, it's, it's all, I think, relative, but man. So speaking of things that were great, um, I'm gonna skip a uh, skip ahead a little bit, but there was a return of a actor that you may know from such blockbusters as Samaritan and Game of Thrones. Uh, I I can only hope and pray that there's flashbacks of him or he returns for Samaritan too. But I'm talking about your favorite bad guy and mine with the worst name ever, Pillow Aspeak. He was in this movie and it was so good to see him. I almost wanted to stand up in my in my uh theater and just start applauding and yell out pillow aspeak just to see if anyone would know who I'm talking about. Listen, Were you surprised to see him? I you didn't see him. He was in way too much makeup. Euron Greyjoy was unseeable in this film. Oh god. For those who have not checked out our Samaritan episode, please do so. It's such a fun episode where we just shred the movie, but we have a good time doing it and we laugh about everything. But and for the record, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Usually it's Mark that that has the issues with pronouncing someone's name. I am purposely calling this guy Pillow Aspeak because that's what it looks like on paper. So Pillow Aspeak um Maybe that should be like the new thing for the podcast. Uh, I think Dan Aykroyd is so 2023. Maybe Pillow Aspeak is just going to be 2024. Pillows, uh, cameo, n- or, or whatever. Not the most impressive voices in this movie to me. One um, was the fact that Kingfish was Martin Short. 
Yeah, right? I'm I didn't like, know that until the credits. Is that Martin Short? Like, I had no idea who it was. That doesn't make any sense that that's Martin Short, but okay. And um, Brian King was um, John Reese davies who is from all the Indiana Jones movies and stuff. I was like, ah, yes, he's still working. Keep going. There, that was a surprise um, when I stuck around for the credits and I saw Martin Short's name. I was just like, oh, that's who that was. That makes sense. And, and I was trying to uh, I wish I had the ability to rewind because I probably would have appreciated that character more. The only thing that I could think about when I was uh, watching that character on screen was like, why do they make that fish have a fat gut and tits? Like, that was just a weird combo for me. Because it was Jiminy Glick, baby. Mm, yeah, yeah. Jiminy Glick. That is, uh, wow, deep cut right there. That was oh. his uh, his character that he played for, gosh, I don't know, like a majority of the 90s. Like, he, he had a show, right? It was the yeah. Jiminy Glick show. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, Wonderful. crazy, crazy stuff. It was the but, precursor to Between Two Ferns. Yeah, it, it kind of was right, mm-hmm. and and although I will say Zach Galifianakis is probably the better host of the two. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big Martin Short fan. Martin Short's too nice. He's Canadian. Leave him alone. <laughs> the, he does play like a an uppity prick to the best of anyone's ability. So I mean, he's just I'm, being I'm, himself. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but I, I kind of skipped over Jason Momoa. Uh, we talked a little bit about him before, but Momoa as Aqua Bro, uh, not Aquaman, but Aqua Bro. That's exactly what he is. Uh, I like the fact that they were able to humanize him a little bit and makes make us as an audience be interested in a dude who likes to fuck fish. Right, like, because that's the biggest joke, and they they said that joke in Peacemaker, which was really funny. Uh, which, by the way, have you seen that yet? The Peacemaker series. Yeah, they're coming up with the second season, so you better get on that stuff. It's oh, good. Yeah. I'll, it's really I'll good. rush right to that, just like I'll rewatch Aquaman it's, one. It is the best behind. Uh, like, yeah, it, it might be better than a majority. It, it probably is better than a majority of the DCEU movies. So. I, I like to follow out. John Cena's instructions when it comes to his movies and just not see him. Ah, it's a, it's a good one. I I've watched it a few times uh, each episode, so I'm I'm happy with it. It's right up my sense of humor alley too. So if um, do you ever watch The Boys on Prime? Yeah, yeah. If you like that, you'll like Peacemaker. It's got like some some similarities. And um, I don't know. I just like John Cena, too. Like, I like him as an actor and a performer. So uh, I'm good with that. And it's just a silly guy who just wants to be who thinks he's a hero, but he's not. But back to to Momoa. uh, Yeah, I guess he's going on to be Lobo in the the new DCU uh, under James Gunn. At least that's what the, the rumors are heavily stating. So out as Aquaman, but in as Lobo. Uh in hindsight, do you think Momoa was the right pick for Aquaman? I mean, what are they going to do? Put some like, are they going to do super blonde, like, you know, tight cut Aquaman in this? Are I mean, they going to go super friends Aquaman? Mom- 
Aquaman in and of itself just needs to make fun of itself. I thought it did in this movie from the voiceover and, you know, just a lot of the funny. Yeah, I talked to fish. It's a joke, but whatever. Like, I thought that that was the right approach. Like, you can't. Aquaman is never going to be a serious character. Like, we're not going to have the serious Aquaman thing, right? Like, it's it's he's riding a seahorse. Let's but of be all real people, here. you think that, um, you know, I, I respect the fact that Momoa did such a good job with that. And he it takes some skill to have a billion dollar movie. That's what the first Aquaman did was a billion dollars. And, and like I said, I enjoyed his take on the character. It does flirt with that line of like, uh, another joke, like another one liner. Is that really what we're going to do right now? I was feeling like the. Uh, the Taika Waititi hate on this of like, ooh, don't don't do another joke. Please don't do another joke. But um, a lot of them worked. And then some of them, I was just like, yep, you had to you had to oh, go man. say that extra line, didn't you, Momoa? You need to put a hook in your hate there, buddy. I, I did like the a lot of the fish references for, for things. That was that was pretty funny. Dude, there were um, there were references all over this movie. And there were little like I I think I saw more of other movies in this movie than I have in a long time. And just not like old movies, but like forever. But I want to, there's one thing about this and, and the Aquaman thing that I thought was hilarious. And it just, I love that they all rode around in a really big starfish. And you just had to stare at a big starfish for a good, for portions of this movie. And that was their battleship. It was just a starfish. Really? I didn't even notice that. Oh, it was funny. It was a like an actual starfish. Like the, it was a the shape, shape of it was not the not the weird like um, tentacle ones or any of the stuff that looks like it's like half Fallout, half Bioshock. It's the stuff that was like the Atlantean warship was just starfish. It was a big starfish. I guess, I Dolph Lundgren's ship. He was driving a starfish. I didn't great. pick that up. I did like the fact that they used the seahorse. Uh, Aquaman seahorse because that was like another joke right they even fucking rip on that with family guy but yeah. he's got his little seahorse that he rides I thought that was kind of funny but they made it look cool yeah and they did a seahorse yeah it, it's just like enough to see like oh my god is he riding a fucking seahorse and then it just it you know it flips him on to like the fucking place wherever he needs to be and then swims off with one thing that they injected into this movie that I really enjoy which was his like fatherly instinct and love and devotion in that regard to his kid. Like I thought that was good. And the conversations with his dad about being a dad, like that whole piece. I, I, I can't argue with that. Mm, it's good. The, the, the dad to dad moments are good. Their father to son moments is good. Right. Yes. I did have a problem with his delivery of some of the lines where he'd be like, get away from my son, get yeah, away from no. my wife. Like uh, the, the end of it was not you can't it, I agree that him taking the journey from I'm silly and I'm doing donuts drunk with my dad in the backyard and my kids laughing at it to our patriarch of death like yeah that's not in character right he went from being Aquaman to Batman and that's not a thing I, I all I could think of was like, is is he trying to do a Ripley from Aliens? Like, get away from her, you bitch! Like, that's that's what I thought I mean, of. Like, 
Yeah. Dude, they stole from so many movies. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. So there's a few things. One, they went to a casino like The Last Jedi for no reason. <laughs> like, I, why are we going through a casino and wrecking it? They had really weird music acts in that casino. Star Wars. Uh, uh, both Return of the Jedi and Fifth Element. They looked very Fifth Elementy to me, like the the weird blue people. And um, I thought that the ending, when they destroy, when he underhands his trident and goes full on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, on yeah. the other trident, right? Nice, dead down nice the call middle, out. <laughs> just splitting nice. that bitch. I'm like, wow, Kevin Costner is going to be pissed. Or maybe one could also say that they went full Peacemaker and Bloodsport because they also did that in, in the Suicide Squad. Um, there was one thing through the whole movie that just, like, I, I it was distracting to me, and I don't know why. But Randall Park, were you just, I was like, why are you in this DC movie, bro? I loved it. I love seeing him in anything. Like, I like him looking a lot. Over. I think he's a great actor, but I'm just like, I've watched way too much Marvel. Like you're crossing over here. And it's it is weird, right? I I was thinking that as like, wait a second. Like how much double dipping are we doing for Marvel and DC? You know, that's going to be a big problem unless they put Momoa in a ton of Lobo makeup, which all intents and purposes, they should, right? If they just on natural some Lobo, like that's going to be weird, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll see what what uh, people think about when more of the Marvel stuff comes out, because, you know, with uh, with Kang being re probably recasted, I don't think they're going to wipe it clean. I think it'll, they'll recast him completely. What do you think about Black Manta taking over? I didn't understand his motivation at all. I didn't understand Kang's motivation either. Uh, Kang, Kang has a. There's like a million of them, so there's way more motivation for that. Yeah. But uh, as much as I like Yahya Abdul-Mateen, um, he is, which by the way, he was supposed to be Wonder Man in the MCU, which I don't know if that's happening anymore. I thought he had a, a good, intense character. I think it was just like he was trying to do as much as he could with that character, and the writing sucked for him. Yeah. I think they were more into their really cool vehicular. Like, look, we discovered all these vehicles. It was more about the vehicles than the villain. And like, where did he get his fixed up helmet? Why didn't he just fix up the helmet to begin with? Did he yeah. find the helmet in the park? He just like, oh, look, they put a helmet here for me. Awesome. Like, and the suit. None of that he made said, sense. He said specifically, like, I, I need to repair my suit. Otherwise, I won't have a chance against Aquaman. And then they say later on, he he got he gets a helmet, and then Aquaman says, like, yeah, and he doesn't even have that suit anymore. And he's like super strong. I was like, what the fuck? Well, I, where's where's the disconnect? So the suit is not just the helmet, mm -hmm. but he had a helmet, which no explanation as to where it came no. from. It's and the he's one wearing ring a suit. to rule them all. It was he's the ring. <laughs> or the he's trident. One trident. A suit. And where did that suit come from? And, and he's still freaking strong as fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. The transference of power with that the dark trident was a little bit ridiculous. But back to Randall Park, uh, as much as I like him, there probably could have been a better casting choice for him. 
uh, just because it it, does, it didn't seem I he's almost distracting, right? Because you want him to say some goofy, funny stuff. And it's just like, uh, I don't think this is the right choice. But I agree. I, I 100% agree. Distracting is the word. Like, and also, why does the Asian guy have to be the tech person? Like, what, what what's what's with the token casting there of Randall? It wasn't Park the there? tech person. Wasn't he a scientist? He's a scientist. Yeah, he was the one that told him how to work all the stuff. Mm. I guess, yeah. Okay. Science the only person tech, that's I allowed guess. to do that is Data. And let's <laughs> be honest. We all would have loved to see him here. Yeah, he could. We can cast him in anything. Everything. I don't cross it over, baby. Goonies never die. He could have been Aquaman, and I would have (laughs) bought five tickets to see it. You know, no. uh, Sean Astin. If you're if you're gonna cast any Goonie, (laughs) you gotta Sean Astin. There you go. Nah, Brolin. Brolin with uh, a bandana as Aquaman would have been. Brolin's fantastic. already been Thanos. You don't. You don't go. Hey, you can double dip. Apparently, apparently in these universes now. According to Randall Park, I tried to bring it back to a highlight during that during that offshoot with the True King builds bridges thing. I loved the buddy cop aspect of this movie, like from the breakout through the the back and forth with um with Oren. I was just a fan. I, I I honestly thought it worked. The you know it it just it was it was cool for me. The the cockroach eating thing, and then they tied it back at the. I thought the tiebacks in this were amazing. Yeah, they were. Right? They were good. Like they they touched it, and then they hit it again at the end. The the after credit scene where he goes and has the burger and puts yeah. the cockroach on the burger. Like, come on, it's so good. But the ending also for me maybe the biggest ripoff of the entire movie. Like not rip off as in like not worth the money, but just like we're gonna do this. It sounded when they did the um the 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 Black Panther press conference, it sounded like the Optimus Prime at the end of the first Transformers movies. Anyone else that's out there, we're gonna do and then he's like, yeah. I'm Iron Man. <laughs> like, what? Why are why are there three movies you're trying to stir together into one ending? Like, what the hell? I knew that that's what they were doing too. I was like, this fucker is going to say I am Aquaman. Mm. And I'm glad he put his own spin on that. Yeah. But back to your, back to the highlight. I love, 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 love Patrick Wilson. That guy is so fucking good. Um, I like any performance by him. I, I loved him in Watchmen. Uh, I loved him in the, uh, the what was it insidious movies really good and uh, I just like him as an actor very very good performer and I thought he killed it and he, he freaking looked in, in fantastic shape for this movie which is awesome yeah. but after he touched the water let's be honest yeah that's another weird thing it's like really that quick you just that okay yeah you're just dehydrated? Lives in a pineapple under the sea the sponge named Orin. Yeah, he's that dehydrated. All he needs to do is just suck up some of that healthy seawater, and he's back to fighting form. And then at the end, he had his Krabby Patty. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm a big fan of of his and and Momoa's interactions. I thought that was the the biggest highlight of the movie. Uh, The biggest and the best. And, And like I said, I was having fun going throughout that part. And even though it's it's kind of far fetched and and they were fighting each other before, but the whole brother to brother talk is is very realistic, you know. Like 
sometimes you have siblings and they fucking suck, but in the end they're family and, and, and you guys just, they'll figure it out, which was very good, a very good tie back to where, uh, Tamora Morrison was talking about. And, and that's why I feel like this movie is not a complete waste of time. There was some, some good effort done to make this a good movie. I think it, it just happened to be a DC EU movie. You know, it's just, it's not, it's like, Mar- it's like Marvel movies licensed by Fox. It's Marvel, but it sucks. Oh, how did you feel about the ending? The, the, they, they finish up, they do the, they, they give Oren a, um, a, a, uh, Stanley Goodspeed, uh, ending, right? They just let yeah. him. No, he he blew up. It was terrible, uh, you know, liquefied or whatever. I would have loved to see him just come back. I thought it was going to go back for somehow, some way. He was going to be on like the council or lead Atlantis because mm-hmm. I thought uh, Arthur uh, was just kind of done. He didn't really like the job anyways. Yeah. So I was like, how about we rule this as a family? I thought that would have been a cool version that way. And, and, and that's, and you know what? You don't have to, you don't have to worry or, or answer to anybody about it because the fucking universe is over. It's done. It's like, well, wait a second. Well, what, what's going to happen if that, like, no, fuck it. It's, it's done. Well, over I feel like with. that's what they did. I feel like that's what they did. They just, eh, like, yeah, they, that's, they, they, they did this... do that, but I felt like they could have ended it better by just having a big cohesive family unit. Let mm-hmm. Orn come back and be somewhat involved in Atlantis and, and, you know, wh- whether he's like the, the consular, uh, you know, of, of, uh, of Aquaman or something like that. And, and that could have been like a, a just nice send off. Like he's back home. He's accepted. He'll pay for his crimes or, I mean, he really did pay for his crimes. He was in, he was in jail and then he helped save his people. I think that's, I think that's worthy of him to be able to come back. Everyone deserves a second chance and he had it and he did a fantastic job with that second chance and, and helped save his people along with his brother. I mean, I think that they're trying to give each of the character in the end, right? Trying to give them each what the other had, right? Oren gets to experience the surface and just kind of get, get some perspective on Arthur and Arthur now is stepping into a, a bigger role. He's disregarded the council of fish people that we didn't know about before. And, and, you know, just going and telling the surface people that were here and they're all like, what's going on here? At the end, do which you, seemed, did it seem to you like he completely disregarded them and just showed himself? Like, did you get that from the end? I wasn't like nitpicking, like, yep, strike one, strike two. <laughs> like, no, I, I would have been. Everybody knew this was the last one. And yeah. you're just like, I mean, I've seen worst endings to things. And this was, you know, wasn't that bad. Yeah, I would have called Slaughter Rule like 20 minutes into the movie with how many strikes it would have had. Right. But, um, I think for, for my take on the movie, it was just like, okay, well you've got this whole family thing just ended as a big family. Have Orn come back. That's, that's, that's how I would have liked to see it. And like I said, it's because I like Patrick Wilson and I thought he did a, a great job in, as the character. And I thought he did a great job in the first one too. So, that would be my my only thing and and my only wish. Uh, 
I was fine with a cockroach burger. I, I've seen like a lot of hate online of like, what the fuck? This is how we end the DCEU. This is bullshit. I was like, no, it's perfect. It's fine because it's a roach burger, man. Maybe that's what, was... maybe that's just very indicative as to what this entire DCEU was all about. You know, it was the first piece of cohesive writing in the DCEU ever. Like we referenced it here. We brought it back here and it came together. Like, God forbid they did that with any of the other movies. <laughs> yeah, that that was some uh, there wasn't a whole lot of tie ins. You know, Marvel definitely does a great job with that. But DC, not so much. Uh, we'll see what happens with James Gunn and, and Peter Safran doing that. And uh, we'll see what where this takes us. You know, Superman is is getting some steam and and. I don't know. We'll see how how it all works. But how are you feeling about this James Gunn thing? You are you you looking good at it? You excited? I am not going to doubt James Gunn. Every time I do, I'm wrong. First Guardians, ah, this one's not going to be so great. Fantastic, fantastic movie, and the first Marvel movie to bring me to tears. Um, the second one another great freaking movie the third one the best might be the one of the best mcu movies ever i think you're and forgetting the christmas special which might christmas be the most classic too. of the three christmas special was great too but like even some of his other stuff that he did outside of uh the mcu i was like uh james gunn i mean how good could it be like, yeah it was pretty fucking good it was really good uh, so I don't know. What about you? What are you thinking about uh, where he's going to take the DC universe? I feel like the more control he gets, the less I like the project. Mm. Like, I feel like the first Guardians, he had some very specific structure from Feige, and that's why it's so good. Like, they gave him, they gave him runway in areas that were, you know, like very him, like music and 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 comedy and stuff like that, but they let him kind of just i don't know i think that and maybe i'm blurring taika and james gunn a little bit because both of them do the 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 more uh light-hearted movies in the mcu but i feel like if you let it go too funny in in some of these comic movies it just it you lose me a little bit like i want an action movie not a super comedy but that's also very hypocritical because I liked this movie and it was kind of an amalgamation of everything. Like it was just a, it, I, I, the, 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 the one, the one thing that this whole movie feels to me is what are you going to do? Fire me. And I love it. I know I said it earlier, but it just rings through to me as Momoa's doing donuts and doing the haka for no reason in this movie, not before a fight or anything. It's like, what are you going to do? Just fire me. It's all right over, buddy. I hope that I, uh, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that Gunn does amazing things. I hope that maybe as like a, 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 a not owner of the films, but more of an owner of the the like I want to say showrunner, right? But as the the executive over storytelling, he gets it just works, you know. And I think it might. I knew. I mean, I've never seen a Kevin Feige movie. So who knows, Kevin Feige could be a terrible at directing, but great at just keeping story together, you know? Um, 
I think of what Favreau and Filoni are doing and really love what they're doing with Star Wars, right? And I, I want it to continue to be that. I don't want him to go all Kathleen Kennedy on it and just fucking kill things. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I think that is something where they need to have someone that is on top of it and, and really hands on, which I think he's he's proven himself that he can do that, even with stuff like Scooby Doo, you know, like he was a writer on on some of those movies and and those were cohesive movies. They were silly. There was a Scooby Doo movie, but it was cohesive. They you know? did so also I, have really good soundtracks. Scooby Doo 2 soundtrack. Very underrated. Uh, speaking of the mu- uh, music, we didn't really talk about that. Did you like the the Born to Be Wilds that was thrown in there? I I, I think this was the most uh, part of the whole movie for me. Okay, like what the music was just like. Why? I like the score. The score was good. I had no problem with the score. I actually I wrote that down. Not a fan of the popular music, but the score at the different scenes were yeah. were. You know, that that helped enhance what was going on on the screen for sure. I but. agree. Uh, I, I But the just in general, the, the popular music that they added was like, why? This isn't a motorcycle movie. Get this out of here. It was like uh, Blue Beetle, right? Like when they put on Kickstart My Heart, like in Blue Beetle, I was like, what, what the fuck is this going? Like, why is this here? <laughs> yeah. So many. But it was, speaking this was of, at least better than Blue Beetle. I okay, think, that was I liked the Blue Beetle cast. I think the ensemble for Blue Beetle was tight. And I think as a first movie, it was really good. Like for introducing that character. And I liked, you know, generalize the actor. I, I think the only reason I like this more is because I like Momoa. And to your point, um uh, Patrick Wilson is also very strong and heavily underutilized. He needs to be a he needs like a a lead role somewhere oh i mean he's in a lot of he's done a lot of movies yeah but like think about this guy instead of um uh uh, wyatt russell and how much better that character would have been in uh um falcon and the winter soldier sure yeah but i like wyatt russell i like wyatt russell he's that something about him that's like okay he's likable but then he does such a good job of turning into like uh, a jealous insecure guy that is just like okay yeah he's probably not the best choice for captain america but i I do like that that casting choice you know who he should be if chris pratt just never wants to come back as star lord there you go there's your star lord patrick wilson star lord he has the acting chops. He can do the comedic effects of it. He can keep himself in shape. He's a little bit older, but hey, you know what? Maybe you bring in an older Star-Lord. I, w- I would have loved that. That would be so cool. Or even get like a Chris Pratt and and Patrick Wilson brother type of movie. And I'm, I'm down for it. Sign me up. Dan, you've just seen, not Aquaman 2, but um, but Aquaman, you know, the Lost Kingdom, the final DCEU movie. Can you do this movie all day? I have a tough time answering this question because there were a lot of really good bright spots to this movie. 
and a lot of things that I loved about this movie. There's a lot of things I didn't like. And I have to be honest with myself that I, I kind of checked out of the, is this going to be good? And am I going to watch this objectively? Um, so it, it's a tough thing to where I have to just go back and break it down. Soundtrack, the score, kind of 50-50 on that. I thought it did enhance the mood uh, for for some of the things. And I wasn't completely off on the Born to be Wild. Uh, I think they did play it a little too long in that. Uh, but I'll say that's just a wash, right? When you talk about the actors, I think Momoa uh, were, for me, at that point of Aquaman as a character, it kind of goes into the Thor territory to where it's like, wow, okay, so many jokes. Um, but Patrick Wilson is there to kind of balance it out. You've got Dolph Lundgren, great nostalgia there. You've got Amber Heard, who I thought she was fine in the movie. I know she's got some weird stuff with her and Johnny Depp and you know her, her role got drastically reduced. But um, I'm fine with the cast. Uh, the writing suffers quite a bit, and and I think that's why the the movie is kind of disjointed. Uh, but it all comes down to what I say to someone that you need to see this movie. I can't say that I would, so I'm going to say no. I cannot do this all day. But I am sad to see those characters go. Mark, what about you? When it comes to Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom which wasn't really lost to begin with. Can you do this all day? Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to tie back to what you said at the end of of your rant there and that is I came home and told my wife that she needed to watch this and that mm -hmm. I would watch it again because it was actually entertaining. Uh this movie did not shit the bed a la Amber Heard. I think it was very good. <laughs> um for what it needed to be. It was like a, it, I don't want to keep comparing it to Ragnarok, but I think it, it kind of turns to that for me. It's enjoyable. It's a fun ride. The action's good. The story's good. And aside from a few, you know, drop ball lines, like, you um, you know, the movie made me happy. And, uh, will I watch it every week? No, but would I recommend it? Yeah, I did. So, I, for now, can do this movie all day with the caveat of, I don't know the last time I watched Ragnarok, so you never know. Ragnarok was great. It is great. It's great. This th this misses on, the, on so many things from Ragnarok, especially soundtrack. But, I mean, again, it's just kind of a funny feel-good. I dig the, the bad jokes portion of it. I thought that some of the vehicles and stuff were cool. Like it, it, it kind of gets me in a lot of ways. So yeah, I liked it. I'm not mad. I went to see it. I don't want my eight bucks back. That's good. That is not surprising. I kind of wanted to say that I can do this all day, but it's, I have to stand behind my, my rankings and, and, and previous movies. I, I still don't think it was better than some of the other movies out there. Um, and, because I did not uh, say that I could do the flash all day. Uh, I think that was one of the reasons as to why I said I couldn't do this one, because if I can't recommend that one, I definitely can't recommend Aquaman. So it is you what gotta it is. Let it go, baby. Be free. Eat that roach burger. Yeah. Just, just take it down. 
Well, that wraps up the DCEU and this episode of the I Can Do This All Day podcast. I'm Dan, the part-time adventurer. That's Mark, the resident Jedi. Like and subscribe. Uh, don't leave us underwater, folks. Bring us to the top of the charts. See you next time.